Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. <laughs> Where do I begin? Where do I begin? A mildly eventful stay here in Jobra. So, it dawned on me yesterday after a while that my, uh, my partner in crime in the dorm was more than likely going to be a snore. And then after asking him, it was like, he said, yeah, my wife says I, I snore a little bit. Well, in the end, I took my mattress and then went and slept in her dining room, <laughs> which was very nice. Oh, she loves me that. And uh, <clears throat> so that was interesting. So, yeah, uh, earlier on, the snoring was tolerable, but... Around midnight, woke me up, and I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is not going to work." So then I got up, did all my good stuff, you know, very good. Then I woke up at five o'clock because I heard, just in case you wondered about that noise that I recorded, that's a bunch of Catalan getting together to do a, a Sunday outing. You know, they're going the other way. So they're going to whatever it's called. <laughs> but uh, they came to have breakfast. Now, I don't think they stayed here. And uh, hold on a second here. I'm not seeing any, any sign. But uh, let me look here on the map. Looks right, yeah. Okay, no, I think that's right. I think I'm good. Anywho, <clears throat> so I, I was, uh, I barely got done with my uh, languages, and my goodness, it just rushed in. <laughs> Those guys really pumped, all dressed to the nines in terms of. Uh... Shit, I'm wondering here. There is, anyway ready for hiking and all the nice uh, outing gears. It's going to be a beautiful day, so actually, yeah, uh, it's going to have a great time. So I just kind of got pumped, you know. I was going to, I wanted to initially stay here until uh, 8 o'clock, and, uh, well, that changed. So it's... Uh, well, it's like yesterday. It's not that bad either. I'm, I'm at 7.30. Um, I just, as of late, I'm enjoying the idea about not arriving too early. And, uh, you know, the weather not being like in the 30, you know, between 30 and, and uh, uh, 40 degrees. Oh, wow. Uh, it's definitely tolerable. And today's going to be a beautiful day. So it shows, uh, actually it's 28 kilometers according to the sign here to Cervera, which is where I'm heading. So <clears throat> I will more than likely arrive there yeah, pretty early. Anyway, I'm pumped. The body is good to go. Uh, got all my food, had my breakfast, had very nice yoga, and actually the medication felt... Uh, Physically very good, meaning um, I have been uh, transitioning to from sitting on a nice little pillow, not much, eh, really, not much of an elevation, but still a little bit, to basically sitting flat with my leg crossed in front. And uh, I think I am slowly easing into it and it's getting more and more uh, comfortable. I'm not staying in that position for hours, 
you know, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes for now. And uh, I can feel like I'm actually kind of melting into the sitting position more so. There is less tightness in my legs. Uh, my back is just more relaxed and naturally erect. Uh, what it feels like, I don't know. I've not taken a picture or, you know, kind of looked in a mirror. But it feels good. And uh, I'll take that. So, <coughs> so, so, so. So actually, the one thing that I want to touch on, look at that. I focus. I'm not missing a bit. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm running on all uh, eight cylinders. The, the kind of crowd really uh, <laughs> get me, uh, get me jazzed up. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, well, we'll see here. I'm not sure if I should be left or right of that uh, guardrail. I'll go to the right. In doubt, go for the cars. And um, waiting for inevitability. I kind of uh, touched on that yesterday evening a little bit. And uh, I started jolting little notes now and then about a thought or an idea that I have that I would like to explore more. And that was one of them. And it came up with my friend yesterday talking on the phone. So what do I mean again by that? Is my ability to act, to do things, you know, to, to control, uh, you know, to, to, to be an acting member of life is obviously relevant, meaningful, and purposeful. But I think I have underappreciated uh, that as a component, which is not about being, which is not about doing, I spoiled it, but about uh, being, meaning <clears throat> knowing the part I have to play, you know, what I can contribute, and then being able to wait, being able to be still with, uh, with uncertainty, you know, and uh, that is something that I've definitely been very uncomfortable way back when. And the idea of, uh, you know, trusting, basically. Trusting everybody else's part. And uh, not so much that, you know, that uh, they're going to do the best for me or for them. That's not relevant. But they were just kind of almost like they are doomed to do, you know, the most adequate thing at that giving point and space. And then to respect that process. To have trust that, though at the time... It may feel like a bitter pill. <clears throat> it may not be enjoyable at all. But uh, that it will be for my benefit. That's kind of a that's kind of where I'm coming from there. So to not to try to encroach on people's space and to second guess them. Or to try to lead them, you know, ever so gently under some pseudo-compassionate uh, agenda when really it is about trying to control, you know, to be a puppet master. And I think I will be, I guess, kind of a little bit arrogant here in some way, but I think that most of us are way more manipulative than we think we are. When it comes to and way, way less trusting of other people than we think we are. That the question then can become about the range of comfort, meaning how comfortable can I be with, you know, not controlling too much, and then the the, the zone of comfort is what dictates how you will impede on somebody else's process or not, not not some kind of objective uh, baseline. And, uh, okay, this is a funky one here. This is a roundabout with some interstate, so that's going to be funky, funky. So I'm going to have to have my eyes peeled. 
open. <coughs> so, waiting for inevitability, uh, to me, what it means is that I can what I just said right now actually may not have served it the best, but it has something to do with as long as I have choices, and I'm talking about important uh, points in chronological point in life. So as long as there are choices and options, then it's not time to act yet. So you're waiting for that inevitability. It's kind of like waiting for the last man, the last ID standing for me. And, uh, you know, being on the Camino right now, in a way, it's kind of like that. Not that the waiting room is kind of like passive or it is less important, but it has a different quality, you know. Being this nomad, being on a move. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm a little cool. It's uh, it's a little chilly this morning, but uh, you know, I think within about an hour or so. Uh, <laughs> unlike the other day, I'm pretty sure the temperature is going to bump. So, um, so I'm sorry, waiting for inevitability. So, yes, the idea of, uh, my goodness, I need to slow down. I want to slow down. Yeah. So I'm talking about what it feels like, you know, what my lifestyle has been uh, compared to when I ended up, you know, moving into uh, in Conil de la Frontera, you know, and was really looking at the investing my time and space there or at, at uh, Alberghe Verde when I really looked at uh, potentially being there for a while. So that's what I'm referring versus, you know, what I'm doing now, or, you know, even when I went to Hamilena, even though, you know, I was uh, sedentary for a bit, but I knew that was going to be only momentary, that it was not going to be a permanent place, that it was not home. So... Being on the move, though I'm comfortable with it and I'm used to it, uh, I believe it's therapeutic. But at the same time, it is definitely a, me- a relative means to a relative end. And uh, I don't, I don't see myself as this uh, perennial walker, you know. It's kind of like I'm in a car right now. I'm driving somewhere, so, you know, the car is not the destination. These are means to, to some kind of an end. Though I know not of what end I am talking about, how long I'll be driving, but that's kind of how I would equate it. So... Inevitability is, it has to do about some of my life experience. And I would, you know, inevitability, i.e. intuition. Because there's times in my life where that voice spoke or where that understanding was made clear, there was no choice. There was no thinking required. You know, there was no debate. <laughs> there was no bargaining. It was, this is what it is, and that's it. Uh, I'm not sure if I could have said yes, because I think in those times, I was in kind of a precarious, I was in a vulnerable and more of a desperate place, meaning I just couldn't keep what I was doing, and then there was kind of like a being open to something else. And even more so than being opened to something else, being open to the higher price tag. So basically, wiping away conditions. You know, in normal life, you have your home, you have your life, you have your family, you have your job and all of those things. And you're willing to put up with a certain level of discomfort. But then if you pass 
the threshold, then it becomes problematic. And then you may try to regain control, or you may try to bargain, or whatever it is. But the idea of kind of like I would call it air conditioning, you try to maintain that kind of artificial uh, psychological temperature to the best of your abilities. Or, like many people, you will self-medicate when uh, you feel like a victim or you feel like uh, things are being imposed on you against your will or that they are detrimental to your well-being and your happiness. So, uh, waiting for inevitability. And I think it's kind of even more sprung to life yesterday when uh, <laughs> the guy was asking me, you know, where I was going tomorrow. Yesterday, that is. Huh? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I haven't looked. And uh, then he suggested this place, and it told me it was about 30 kilometers. And I'm like, perfect. That's my kind of distance. So uh, I guess that's where I'm going tomorrow. And... Uh, Hold on a second. Ah, is that I am. I am definitely. I'm very yin right now. I'm exploding. I can. Uh, that the energy in that albergue where where I stayed was just. Uh, I'm sure you get the gist of it from the little recording that I did uh, while I was having breakfast. And I don't know how many there were, like uh, 20, 30 people. And. Uh, Pumped up on a beautiful Sunday morning, ready to go in an outing, and coming to this place to have a croissant and coffee breakfast. <laughs> so, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Here is where. Here was I was connecting to me talking to the guy, and then the inevitability. If I was to walk, one of the yes. I and mean, if I was to walk and uh, meet somebody or get to a place and something would click, I would have no qualms about putting my pack down, you know, and then uh, making myself a new home and then working, contributing, which I do love anyway. Uh, sitting on a couch is definitely not my idea of a, of a happy lifestyle. I'm not a couch surfer. And uh, so, you know, if something was to be made clear at any given point, I am definitely open to making a complete uh, 180. One of the earth, I am definitely open to that. So I am open for that inevitability, for the quality of that experience that would make itself known to me. Non-verbally, non-intellectually, but somehow, I don't know how. It's, it would be a tough one to describe, but I would know it if it happened. Like when I got to Albergue early, it was like, hey, just kind of, uh, you know, I just said this couple of things to Eduardo, like, do you need help? You know, I can help you stay overnight and then up to the next day, which led to, you know, one day led to four months. <laughs> and uh, for that, I am. <laughs> so that's... And again, it would be clear. Yeah, there, would be, there would be no confusion about the sign. Like uh, when I came to the U.S. in 95. Like when I went to do the Camino the first time in 2002. They were clear things. They can be confusing to everybody else's but me. But to me, there is a clarity, a simplicity, and a certainty to it that I almost never experience. And that makes me think of Hal Robinson, one of my teachers, uh, this shaman slash therapist, gestalt therapist that I knew and uh, spent quite a bit of time with during my stint, my 24-year-old 24, 24 stint in Texas. 
and uh, you know between knowing and experiencing and he definitely taught me that that uh, we are so easily full of shit with our ideas and we are so eager to spew them out onto everybody else and uh, but having the experience is a complete different story you know it is more integral it is more holistic and it has a transformational element to it that the knowledge never come close to in my experience and that's where that uh, inevitability comes from also comes come comes as well uh, it's very powerful very very powerful anywho so 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 here i am in uh, catalonia on a Sunday, yeah, my thoughts are here, and then uh, who knows, who knows what today has in store. I'm pretty confident I will not uh, <laughs> see his name is Peter, the guy from the Czech Republic. Again, I may see him today. Actually, I may possibly pass him. He's, a, he's an obese man who had the COVID. Apparently, beat the shit out of him. He had it twice. Was in a hospital, took him eight weeks the first time to recover. Anywho, so and yeah, something going on with his foot right now, and possibly you know the energy I've read or I've heard about that it can take a the ramification of having the COVID can take months and maybe sometimes years for people to recover. So, and him him being kind of uh, having comorbidity issue. Uh, definitely would be a prime candidate to be more debilitated by uh, by the COVID or anything. Yeah, it's definitely very, very obese. But here he is, you know, walking the Camino. So I'm pretty sure I won't see him again. And that was my first snore. Uh, I thought, you know, initially I could, you know, you, you know mild snoring. I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'll wake up a few times, but he won't be, it's not the end of the world, but yeah. When that happened again, it's like, oh no, this is going to be serious. And even later, uh, when I woke up and started to do my stuff, with the dorm being kind of away from where I was, the dining room, both doors shut, I could mildly hear it. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, not for me. Not for me. Anyhow. Oh my goodness. A little, uh, a little anecdote as I am adjusting my pack. Kind of, I haven't put my uh, hip belt on yet. Yeah. Oh, so it's actually pulling. Oh yes. My bulky pack was like pulling on my shoulders. Anywho, talking to uh, one of my friends yesterday, and I know I make it sound like I'm talking to a lot of people, but I don't. But I have those weird spells to where, uh, you know, I, I'll talk to nobody or nobody will call me. And then one day I have uh, two or three of them who are in the same, uh, around the same time, sometime while I'm talking to the other one. You know, kind of a when it rains, it pours type deal. So anyway, I was talking to this friend of mine, which I had met, through, which I met through a conversation exchange. It's a website where you connect with people who want to practice languages. And then, then you have to find a platform like a Skype or WhatsApp, and then you connect and then you practice your respective languages. And so... He called and then we started to talk and he was like, hey, let me send you this picture and tell me what you think. Because he's not too uh, uh, computer savvy, shall we say. And so he basically said that he's been blocked from conversation exchange, which my first thought was, maybe I thought he had been hacked. Something had been going on possibly that the program there was, uh, was hacked into. And then it was like, 
he was telling me this conversation he had with this Chinese lady and kind of uh, sound like he dipped into some quite controversial topic, you know, and some, rightly so, things like sexuality and other things. So, uh, and I started to wonder, I was like, hmm, <laughs> because he was basically saying he was banned from the website and that uh, people had complained. So, and I was like, well, you know, he, he would say, he, he was telling me that he really enjoyed the conversation he had with this woman. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of happened to me before. And I don't know if that's what happened to you, but to me, I thought I had such a good time. I really enjoyed what we were talking about, but the other person kind of went along. But uh, <laughs> that was not the same for her. It was not reciprocal. And, uh, you know, people can be politically correct, yeah? And not tell you. Oh, here is a, a Mongol fear. What do you call those suckers? Those hot air balloon. My goodness, that's an interesting sight. Sorry, buddy, but I have to cut to this one. Just one of them. Uh, interesting. So here I am leaving Jorba, and some people are having a hot air balloon ride on a beautiful Sunday morning. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, sometimes they may not tell you, you know, they may not be upfront, and, uh, you know, from the little that I'm getting to know about the Japanese culture, I think there may be some similarities in terms of how you behave, you know, that, uh, like they say, in Japanese, you would not say something as a really as I don't like you, or I don't like him. They would say, I don't, don't like him. You know, so there are culturally things that I say that if you don't have the context, you can't appreciate. And uh, I have to say, me personally, I feel uh, definitely left out with uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, with most of the Asian people that I've met, a bunch on the Camino and of course through my travels, but yeah, I feel like they are quite reserved. And... uh, Anywho, so I was like, well, I mean, in the end, regardless, it doesn't matter. He was kind of bummed because he, he met a lot of people. But uh, I was like, well, it is, it is, you know. Uh, so who knows? It was kind of interesting. I had no idea that such a thing would happen, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that it, possibly, you know. Not realizing, sometimes it'd be how candid it could be, like uh, I talked about how the exchanges we have, because they're quite candid, they're quite frank, you know, direct, but we, we've we gotten to know each other, and uh, yeah, it's compatible, it just uh, it's not always uh, compatible with everybody, and sometimes you, it is hard to appreciate, you know, who the other person is. And even more so when you don't have the physical contact, you know, it is a lot trickier to get a sense. And that I do struggle with. Because I think I've had some, uh, maybe not quite so hardcore, but I remember this gal from Barcelona. I think she was from, yeah, she was from the suburb of Barcelona. And then eventually she, you know, she was like, I'm, I'm getting more busy at work and, uh, and I'm not saying whether it's true or not, but then she never reinitiated. And I was enjoying, you know, I was enjoying the conversation. There was kind of a flow to me and it was like, yeah, whatever was going on. And there was a man too from Spain. And uh, that was kind of like a technician and some kind of engineer. And then wanted to kind of work on his uh, technical English. And, uh, and that too. And I could see, you know, I could see part of the reason why some of those conversations never resumed. Not that they should have resumed or that my goal was, regardless of what you do, make sure that uh, you do a good job and you get a good review type deal. That's not my interest. But 
you know, that uh, looking back, uh, I don't know if I would have done different, but yeah, it is not your typical run-of-the-mill kind of conversation. And as far as I'm concerned, I won't speak with my friend, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm not interested in your typical conversation talking about the same shit on cruise control. You know, you might as well be asleep, you know. And it doesn't really matter who you're with or how you're feeling or what's going on. So, yeah, it makes for some interesting uh, experiences, encounters, and connection. So, that was interesting. Anywho, yeah. So, that's for that. Hit for that. Just wanted to rhyme, that's all. Anywho. My fingers are a little tingly, but it's not windy, and uh, I can feel the sun. So yes, it's uh, not having put my mid-layer on, definitely made for a chilly start. But along with the crowd that I left behind, definitely got me started pumped up, pumped up. So we'll see. I'm going to... Be mindful of my pinky toe. So yesterday it almost kind of felt like, strangely enough, that there may have been the maybe the early genesis of a, possibly a blister because uh, my pinky toe on the right basically falls under uh, its neighbor on the left. And so those two bones uh, that's why I get the corn that can grow on there. That's why I have to put the separator. But it felt like uh, maybe it was being pressed upon, and then I was possibly getting a blister. So I was gonna put something on there, but I forgot. <laughs> you know, being in the uh, <laughs> in the cause of what was going on, and so I just kind of packed my stuff and. Uh, but we'll see. I'm going to be mindful of it. I'm thinking that it could just be as simple as just getting used to, to the new shoes and maybe different points of contact. Buenos dias. Buen camino. Ah, espera, 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 espera. Venga, venga. Okay, here's a guy fucking with a backpack. He's not a, but he's asking for money. So I'll give him something. Oh. Tampoco, no tengo casa, no tengo nada, pero te, te puedo... Ella es el mismo. Te, desde tres años. Ella es cuatro años, ¿qué es? ¿Dónde la vas? ¿Santiago? No. Ah. Uh, Muchas gracias. No, no, no lo sé. Ahora estoy uh, un, un, un paso después del otro y ya veremos dónde me, me llevará. Okay, hoy vengo de... Oh, no, aguanto Barcelona. Oh. No, no, no me gustan las ciudades. Para mí, más o menos la, la misma cosa. Y como me, me vacía de, de, no sé, de mi energía de algo, sé, tanto asfalto y aquí, mira los sabores, me, ah, me, me dan energía, me dan... Aquí sí, mira, una, una mezcla. Si, si yo puedo tener acceso a la naturaleza, está bien, pero si tengo que elegir, yo prefiero árboles a la gente. No, yo me voy a Barcelona, espero de tener un poco de suerte. Uh-huh. Este no me voy con, a... ¿Suerte con las chicas o...? Suerte con las chicas. <risa> <risa> sí, antes tengo este, porque si no tiene este, la chica... <risa> no, no, porque creo que con la buena energía no importa el dinero. Sí. Hay encuentros, no, sí. no excluyen, oh, sí, no, no hay condiciones. Sí. Pero sí, facilita, eh, por supuesto, el dinero puede facilitar. Sí, facilita. Sí, sí. facilita mucho. Sí, sí, sí. Okay. Ah, buen camino, chico. Anyway, soy Anthony, ¿cómo te llamas? Franco. Franco, Franco. Italiano. El dictador, Franco. Eres, eres, eres el, el, ¿cómo se llama? El, el nieto. El nieto, el nieto de Franco. Nieto. Nieto, uh, bisnieto, el bisnieto. 
No, niedo verdadero. Eh, niedo politico? Niedo... Eh... Di dove eres? Italia. Oh, possiamo uh, parlare l'italiano? Ah, lo, allora, lo sto imparando. Allora, Francisco Franco eh, eh, è andato a Guadra Mugher a Foyar e sei nato io. <ride> e Foyar, come com, com si dice in italiano Foyar? Scopare. 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 Ah, con... con... Okay. No. No? Eh, es, uh... Come fregare in spagnolo? Sì. Limpiar, pulire, Limpiar, pulire. No? Scopare. Scopare. Sco scopare también. Anche, anche per scopare, pulire la casa e pulire la, la parte della donna. Molto bene. Okay. Adio. Buona passaggiata. Eh? Ciao Franco. Well, not sure if you heard him. Yeah, as we talk, I'm like, whoa, I don't think you're Spanish. So this guy is Italian walking his way to, to Barcelona. I'm trying to find his luck. Anywho, going at the reverse. Anywho, plenty enough, my friend. I think that's okay for now. So let's see what today brings. Uh, may I be open? May I be flexible? You know, may I, uh, may I dance to this dance lightly, you know, willingly, committedly, fully, and like always, yeah. Hold tight and lightly. Anyway, have a beautiful day. Well, guys, I almost forgot about you. Um, a few things have happened, I guess. And just in case you're wondering, yes, you are going. You are having dinner with me. So, I am in this um, very interesting place in uh, Cervera which is really sitting atop of a hill, so you see it from quite a ways. Very nice town. I was even told a little bit about the history, because there is a university here, and it's, you know, it's not that big of a city or town. Anyhow, it had to do with the kings, and then the mayor of the city who offered them. And there's a cute story behind it too. But I'm not going to go into the weeds here. So... I was mistaken this morning when I was mentioning about this group of people that showed up, you know, that uh, heard that you heard about, or that you heard the noise, and they were actually going in the same direction that I was. <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, 20, 30 people. So not a negligible amount. And those guys are noisy. And... Um, not sorry to say, but, you know, I, I do enjoy um, the peace and quiet on the Camino. Even more so when you start to veer away from the road, which we still had quite a bit of today. But we did have some rolling country trails. They were very nice dirt trails that uh, a lot of wheat fields here. I guess being the colder part of Spain, I guess uh, wheat does better in cold. That'd be my guess. Anywho. So, did a couple of climbs, one that went on for a few kilometers, kind of a nice grading, and then uh, just pushed it. It was very, very enjoyable. I was thinking about my sheen, and I think the downhill to me is more important to be mindful. I think on the uphill, I am not going to be endangering it as much, so, and I do feel great. So, that was nice. It was a good day, strong day, and then... Uh, I was thinking, of course, that, um, well, hold on, I'm getting distracted here. 
So I arrived in the town. Turns out a guy was already here. His name is actually Santiago. Uh, I guess that's James, which is kind of funny. It's so different, Santiago. Anyway, um, sweet guy. He's a local guy and he's doing some, basically part of some of the Camino. And so we've chatted quite a bit today. Sweet guy, very nice. And then um, we went, took care of business, you know, shower, laundry, the usual suspect. Find out that there was a grocery store open, uh, like a supermarket, on Sunday until like 9 or 10 o'clock. And I was really surprised. So I ended up going, got rained on, which meant that my clothes got rained on, but uh, those were like scattered showers. So of course I, I wasn't that concerned about me, which I dried pretty quick. And my clothes as well, just in case you wondered. To me, this is kind of important, I guess, having nice dry clothes. And so I realized tomorrow, in 12 kilometers, the pass split and I have to choose. So the, the El Camino Catalan, the, the Catalan way, as it goes toward Puente de la Arena, goes north to Aragon, or it goes south to the Camino, Camino del Ebro, which is a, a river, Lebro. And um, then Ricardo, I don't know if I've mentioned him, Ricardo is a retired lawyer with whom I did the Via de la Plata last year, most of it together. We really get along well. And uh, he contacted me because it kind of uh, stopped replying to me and I basically kind of let it go. And uh, when I was in Barcelona, he called me. I may have, it sounds like I may have mentioned him. And basically he's doing the Saint Ignatius de Loyola of Loyola, which is uh, a Jesuit, kind of a, a big cheese in, the, in that order. And so he was planning on doing his, this pilgrimage this spring. And that's what he's doing. But he has something going on with sciatic nerve. So he has, he has some kind of pain. And so he called me today and to let me know like he was going to take the bus to Grolonio and asking me what I was doing. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to take a short day anyway tomorrow because there are issues. There's a bunch of albergues that are closed so the, the Camino that I'm doing is not very well traveled right now. So it's a good time for them to do renovation, which makes sense. <laughs> and so I was like, still not quite sure what I wanted to do. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to go to Tarega tomorrow. And that's where the Camino splits. And then I will just choose what I'll do the next day. Because it's just been very hard for me to sink more than one day ahead. And I don't have to, So which is a nice luxury. So I'm not heeding the advice of uh, my host yesterday that was telling me to try to to plan a little more and contact people to let them know you're coming. I'm just choosing to yeah to just yeah to just show up <laughs> or at least calling on that day. Okay, which is what I will do tomorrow for where I'm going. And so we are talking, and he's basically telling me that he's going to be taking the train, going to Logroño. Sorry for the one who don't know, but Logroño is one of the big cities that the French Camino goes through before Burgos, after Pamplona. And uh, so one of the big, big, uh, big cities. And then from Logroño, he's gonna, he's not going to stand a French Camino. He's after taking the train, he's going to drop down to the Camino uh, de, de Lebro. And then I was like, well, shit, I guess I'll just do this Camino as well. And then we'll just meet each other. So that's what uh, got me to make the decision. So, and which is nice. I'm pretty psyched to see him. He's pretty psyched that we're going to see each other. So it's pretty cute. Pretty cute. So the choice has been made, which means that I don't have to do a 12 kilometers tomorrow. So I'll do either 27 or 35 because now I have a new dilemma. <laughs> my professional snore showed up like uh, five hours after I did so the guy is like I just uh, I was actually really surprised I really did not expect him to show up 
I thought I was done with my little friend Peter here, but here he is. Uh, and and I do feel a little bad about being annoyed. Um, you know, one, he cannot do anything about it. You know, another one is a pilgrim. You know, he's doing this thing. And, you know, that, that was a good day today. Uh, that was 28 or so kilometers, 20, 29 kilometers. That's, that's a good day. And, you know, this guy is definitely, he's definitely obese. Yeah, for sure. He's a full-blown obese man. So he's moving good. Uh, it looked like it, was, it definitely was a hard day. Uh, even though there was a late shower, which meant he got cold because it was pretty hot by the time I arrived here. It was a, a blasting sun. But anywho, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because the other guy I'm with, it's pretty clear that we, we're going to be more than likely fine. You know, the youngsters are, most of them are not snorers. So, so I was really surprised. So we'll see tomorrow. But number one, I'll be doing at least 27 kilometers, which I do feel good about that. I felt a little off earlier. Uh, I, when the rain started to come, it's kind of interesting to see how my uh, mood gets affected by, uh, by the weather. And it kind of dampens it a little bit. Which is not necessarily bad. Yeah. It's not necessarily bad, but I have to say I can feel the energy kind of uh, being drained. So, sorry, I was still thinking about my snore because of uh, the mattress here is way lighter, so it's going to be a piece of cake. It's a huge building where we are, so I don't know what kind of uh, dwelling that was, but definitely religious. They. They offer it for the needy as well, so you have basically, I guess, some kind of homeless people or people in uh, in dire straits who come here. So we have our wing, which is just a pilgrim, and then on the other one, they have a lot of room. And then you've I've seen these people kind of uh, walking like uh, tigers in cages and smoking, uh, chain smoking. Um, so they offer help and shelter for those people, charity basically. Anywho. So, so one more day. So we'll see. I can't tell you the name of the place I'm going tomorrow. They have some weird names. I think I have two more days in uh, Catalonia. And then I'll be in Aragon before entering in uh, Castilla Leon. So my days are numbered. And I have to say I will not miss the price tag of, uh, <laughs> of the groceries here. It's way more expensive than... Uh, than Andalusia, which is to be expected. It's a uh, it's a powerhouse. It's a, it's a it's an industry. It's strong industry based community, uh, uh, Catalonia. So a lot of industry, very very productive, uh, of a higher income. So of course a higher cost of living and the like. Anyhow, and just in case you wondered, no, I did not meet the the group after. Uh, at one point, uh, I ended up getting off the main road. I, there was a, a trail options, which I did, which made it longer and steeper and up. But it got me away from being the road, by the road and by the car. And when I got back on, so basically was making an extension and adding distance. When I got back on, they were kind of not too far behind me. But then when you had that, like, uh, I think it was like a four or five kilometer climb. Uh, I it was awesome. It was very very nice. It was not like a crazy steep one, but it was a sustained four or five kilometer climb. Um, then I really went at it, and then uh, yeah, never saw them after. And they were not going to go as far as I was going to go anyway. So, and I had a very nice lunch at uh, near that chap. I don't know. I forgot the name. It was a very small town. But it was a very cute little chapel with a bench, and uh, I had a very nice, very nice, quiet uh, snack slash uh, lunch time. Anyhow, so now I'm going to be eating my pasta. I have not taken a nap, which I feel good about. So um, now what I have to decide is maybe just to move the mattress right away instead of waiting, or out of respect to just wait and see.
Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just wait and see. Give that a chance. Maybe tonight he won't snore too bad. <laughs> you never know, right? Anywho, one more day on the Camino. So feeling good. My pinky toe is definitely uh, on the bottom part. It's sensitive. So I don't know if my toe separator, uh, I may try tomorrow to not wear it. If I remember, I'll just put like a, uh, what, what, that sticky tape, kind of a bandage sticky tape, just wrap it around and then see, because it won't be a thick. So let, let's see if, uh, if it helps, because on my left one, I have no problem. So I think the toe separator is basically straightening my little toe and making that pointy part pounding on the shoe and that's kind of bruising it because it's normally folded to the left instead of being erect. That's my guess. But the rest is uh, my feet are doing great. Everything is great. So everything is a-okay. And I haven't had any more of that uh, sheen uh, warning sign. So, so far so good. Anyway, sorry to bore you with all those Camino details, but I guess, uh, you know, part of this podcast is also a journal entry, so uh, I doubt I will ever go back to it. (laughs) I really highly doubt it. But you never know. You never know. Uh, You never know. So on that note, my friend, I'm going to eat my food in this very interesting building. Uh... Yeah, very interesting building. It's from the 16th century. No, 1680. Sorry, 17th century. I still get confused when I think of 17th century. I want to put 1700, but it's actually 1600. I think. I think I got it right this time. Anyway, regardless, 1680. That's how that building is. Anyhow. All right, guys. I hope uh, your Sunday has been uh, restful. And uh, we'll talk soon. Ciao, ciao.